0: Hello, and welcome to episode 65 of The Partial Historians. I am your gracious host, Dr. Greenfield, and beside me, ready to rumble,
1: <laughs> oh, <wait. laughs>
0: is Dr. Radness.
1: Indeed. Hello, everyone. <laughs> so, we left it on quite a cliffhanger. We,
0: we did. Mm. And... uh Such a cliffhanger, in fact, that I don't want to talk about my trip to Italy or Rome or anything. I
1: want to talk about Coriolanus. Fair enough. So join us, listeners, as we once more delve into the history of Rome from the founding of the city. And today, kicking off with Coriolanus' famous, not last words, but...
0: (laughs) If only they were.
1: They are yet to come. They're kind of the beginning of the end, I think. (laughs) If we haven't actually got to
0: that point already. <laughs> Look, he's still got some steam in his sails, oh, yes. some wind in his turbines. <laughs> you know, I, I could continue with attempting mixed he metaphors. He is a
1: bag of hot air.
0: <laughs> ooh, ooh, and how he
1: blows. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> so I'm kind of juggling accounts of Livy and Plutarch, Plutarch being a little bit more stretched out because it's totally focused on Coriolanus, Livy being a little bit shorter. And more to the point,
0: uh, truncated yes. in true the villain style. Yes, um, I'm reading Dionysius of Halicarnassus. Still, yeah. Um, <laughs> beginning to wonder about the wisdom of my selection i'm here. still really
1: cheering that <laughs> I, i've made you be the one to read dionysius and the things i've read i'll stop laughing though when dionysius runs out <laughs> uh-huh. i'll just switch into yeah. Cassius it's yeah, fine yeah, exactly. um but where we
0: were at the end of the last episode was this sort of cliffhanger moment yes uh where uh coriolanus has sort of Um, He's he's in trouble, really. Yeah. Um. And the Senate is not really sure that they want to endorse his position because he's very strictly against the plebeians at this
1: point in time. Yeah. He doesn't just dislike them. He wants to take back all the rights they've gained. Yeah. He wants to basically rewind the clock yeah to ground zero. <laughs> yeah. classic
0: conservatism is like none of this. The plebeians don't deserve it. Yeah, keep the grain price high. Yeah, let them starve if they can't pay because they need to know who's really in charge. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the Senate has distanced themselves somewhat yes. from that position, being like, look, you know, maybe gentleness, kindness might be the way forward.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: the tribunes have agreed that, sure, kindness sounds like a great idea. Um, <laughs> but how about a little bit come our way? <laughs> yeah. And they'd just like to hear Coriolanus uh, agree that kindness is the way forward.
1: Yeah. So this is the moment we were up to where Coriolanus is at last going to speak.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh, boy. Oh, yes. And and does he speak? Yeah. Well, see, um, I might start with my version because I know it's going to be shorter than yours. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Basically, he comes out to defend himself in Plutarch's account, um, but of course, he's not mild, he's not modest or humble in the in the true sense of those words. I think. Um, basically, he seems he just comes out with a fairly bold position. He never really backtracks. Um, you know, he's not like super apologetic or anything for anything he said it's basically, (laughs) um, Plinkex sort of frames it as being, it's so bold that it's almost denouncing (laughs) his (laughs) opponents. Um, And yeah, he's really not, he doesn't seem to be at all afraid to the point where what he's saying makes the people who had been sort of They'd sort of been coming over to the side of things of okay maybe we maybe we were being a bit extreme you know uh, <laughs> forgive us that um, they're kind of like oh for goodness sakes how can we forgive this person <laughs> he's just provoking us even further <laughs> um, and and this leaves Sychinius, um, who's you know the seemingly the most vocal of, of the tribunes, tribunes. yeah to yeah. um, so sort of confer with his colleagues and say right you know what. This guy deserves to be put to death, right here, right now. Let's take him to the top <laughs> t- <laughs> and just throw him freaking off.
0: <laughs> We've got a place for people like you. Exactly,
1: yeah. It's at the bottom of the room. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's kind of my account of things. Okay. Yeah. So I think that, to, to a large degree, lines
0: up with what I've got from Dionysius of Halicarnassus. Yeah. Um, so uh, Sucinius has basically incited... Um, Coriolanus to speak and he's like I just want to hear you say that you've changed your position yeah um are you really gonna let the senate speak on your behalf is that what a real patrician roman would do <laughs> nice and and at that moment Coriolanus who's been standing there maybe looking attempting to look mild but maybe failing I'm guessing I'm thinking looks <laughs> kind of just
1: a like, grave yeah yeah
0: <laughs> probably looking annoyed pissed off yeah he's like Thrown back his arms, (laughs) step forward and being like, I'm not taking him back a single word. (laughs) Not a word of it. I don't deny what I said. I don't repent what I've said. And I'm not going to appeal to the gods for any mercy. Not only that. Not only that, yeah, wait for it. Sorry, yeah. I absolutely refuse to acknowledge that you have any lawful right to tell me what I can and cannot do.
1: At the risk of dating this episode for future <gasps> listeners, I once more kind of feel a Trump vibe. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yes <laughs> yeah. Yes. sorry continue I'm going <laughs> to hope that Trump is a footnote to history but well, we will see we, it we'll remains. back to be on seen. this and laugh <laughs> <glorious>. <laughs> or not depending yeah. yeah. in any case he basically says look I don't think the tribunes have this capability I refuse to acknowledge that you have any lawful claim over anything that I do yeah. and not only that I'm actually ready to stand trial according to the laws that do count in yeah. this fair land yeah yeah Wow. Um, At that point, you know, it's a bit of a tumult. Everybody's yes. going a bit crazy. Yeah. Um. Obviously, the the people are being characterised in this account as like sort of like you know merely at the whim of whoever's good at rhetoric. Yeah. So the first one way, they're like, oh yes, maybe maybe we have been unkind. Maybe yeah. we could be more lenient with yeah. this guy. And then they're
1: like, wait
0: wait a minute. Our tribune who's standing up for us is angry. Yeah. We're angry too.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you <know>, Sheep, Bah.
0: <laughs> and and we see. A similar sort of separation of people in the public space that we've saw earlier, where right. a whole bunch of those young, upstart patricians are like, Yeah, he's our man. <laughs> I'm with this guy. Gaiolinus, Gaiolinus, <laughs>
1: he's our man. If he can't do it, no one yeah, can. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> and the plebeians are sort of like, Yeah, he's the bitterest of all of our enemies. We need to get rid of him
1: now. And the mm. tribunes are like, Yeah, <laughs> from the rock. Throw him from the rock. Yeah, see, at this point, this is where the Aediles go to seize Coriolanus to mm. carry out this execution um, you know right there and then mm. and that's when you know as you, as you say like every, everything's very confusing because the patricians are horrified they're like well that escalated quickly <laughs> and they just they're just like what and even in Plutarch's account even the plebeians think, wait a second this might be getting out of hand
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah look some of them do yeah i mean you've got the adiles they're again attempting to go for the arrest moment yeah. Yeah. um and and it's at that point where the consuls step in mm-hmm. and they get the lictors involved
1: Ooh. yeah the guys this with is, the rods and the
0: axes The yeah. this is getting now hardcore yeah and they're like you know what like keep everybody separated you know, and the lictors are just then like delegated to crowd control, and everybody's like, "Oh, the lictors are involved," and that that's kind of a calming moment for people. They're like, they're like, "Oh, those guys have been deployed. This, this is, is this is serious. I don't know if I want to keep chasing that guy down to throw him off a rock right now." That's
1: interesting because the patricians obviously sort of try and rush to um, Coriolanus's aid um, in Plutarch's version of things, and then. The friends and family of the Tribunes basically seem to talk them out of executing him then and there in Plutax account.
0: Yeah, so we see a little bit of this right. in, in Dionysius' account, and uh-huh. it's attributed to Brutus.
1: Right, um, like, you know, he always like
0: seems to step in in this period of time to save the day. Yeah, and he's <laughs> like, you know, ah, uh, there's Brutus. Yeah, yeah. So while all of this sort of chaos is playing out, it seems that like everybody sort of backs down from like the really aggressive position yeah. once the lictors have have gotten involved. And everybody sort of disperses to go away and really think about their position again. Yeah. And it's at this point where Brutus sort of rocks up to Sicinius and is like, alright, do you really want to go through with this? Because the way you're trying to do it at the moment is illegal.
1: Yeah. Because if
0: you just if you keep going and you keep rousing up the crowd and you go for this like trial by violence and you just throw him off the rock, yeah. he hasn't had proper due process. Right, yeah. This is going to work against you in the long term. Yeah,
1: and that's that's kind of the same point that's that's made here apparently by the friends and family, the tribunes. Um, they're basically saying if you do this, it's going to mean that lots of other patricians will die because it's essentially going to sort of. Break out into civil conflict. Yeah, yeah. Um, you will on,
0: in, you will ensure civil
1: war. Exactly. If you yeah. following this on file. top of which, as you said, this is illegal. You're putting him to death without a trial, um, and he has said he's happy to go to trial. Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. Like so he's been pretty arrogant about it. Yeah, but he has agreed to a trial. Yeah, and so it's at this point in Plutarch that the tribunes refer his case to the people. Um, they decide, yeah, okay, maybe we should do things. According to procedure. <laughs> um, and so Coriolanus is ordered to stand trial. Um, and the patricians are still kind of upset that the plebeians had actually felt that they seemingly could drag off such a prominent citizen and put him to death. Like, even the intent seems to have really rattled them. The power of the mob! Yeah, exactly. And Canius Slychini- is still, um, you know, <laughs> Canius seems to be still be sort of raring to go and like being like to the patricians, You know what? why did you stop us? Like, why did you stop the pavians from, you know, punishing Coriolanus? Like, what's going on here?
0: (laughs) Yeah. 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 Um, So a lot of this sort of, um, shift in position um, is basically attributed to his conversations with Brutus. Yeah. And once he has sort of uh realize that actually it will be much more effective and a much more binding decision and an indictment on Coriolanus and perhaps the patrician class in general if he can push through to this trial. Yeah. He's like he goes back to the people and he's like, look, I'm here, let me give you a little speech, you know. Yeah. <laughs> let's let's talk this through. And he's like, let's take the higher ground here, let us show that we choose to surpass in reasonableness rather than violence our fellow citizens who injure us. Yeah. And he's like, if we follow this to its legal conclusion, um, he will get the punishment he deserves. Yeah.
1: Now, at this point, Plutarch says that, okay, so the patricians are kind of happy because they've obviously got to... They've got to keep Coriolanus. <laughs> They've got to take him home, feed him, pet him. <laughs> nice Coriolanus. <laughs> yeah, Good right, Coriolanus. Yeah. Um, but they decide to apparently undertake a campaign mm-hmm. um, against Antium because they're hoping that this will kind of pacify the people before the trial of Coriolanus. Oh, okay. So this works out very differently in my okay, narrative. So yeah, you yeah. go with your version. And well, then... that, that's pretty much what it is. <laughs> they go. go They go on campaign. Um, they're kind of hoping in a sense I think that maybe this campaign would last for a fairly long time and by the time it was all over the people would kind of be willing to negotiate or something um, but it seems there's pretty... a very speedy yeah. campaign against Antium and so that plan doesn't really pan out
0: <laughs> yeah I'm yeah. going to say that I th- think that Dionysius's account of yes. these events is a little bit more plausible. Yeah,
1: well, that um, does sound a little...
0: Because the last thing I think that you would want at this point is to attempt to shoehorn some of these people onto a campaign well, exactly. when they're already starving. Yeah, exactly. And the reason why they're starving is yeah. partly based on the amount more. of campaigns yes. they've been on. I know, it
1: doesn't seem the most thing. And logical it's like, thing, how are
0: yeah. you going to convince them that that would be a good idea? Exactly, yeah. I
1: know, they've already had to be, you know... <laughs> basically cajoled to do anything at this point in time it's kind of why Coriolanus has come into conflict with them
0: yeah so uh, from Dionysius's perspective this plays out in in a completely sort of like random kind of way it's yeah. like the elements of fate it's like but it's pretty hilarious um from a narrative perspective um so uh the consuls first get together so so Kineos has talked to the plebeians He's like, look, let's push ahead for this trial No more violence for now You know, I'll let you know when you can Like, really go at it Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hold it in the bag for now <laughs> The consuls uh, get together, they assemble the senate And they're like, look This, we're on really shaky Territory right now, like mm-hmm. What are we going to do? And they first of all decide that they're going to lower the price of the grain Ooh. It's going to be very cheap Very low um, finally a
1: sensible decision <laughs>
0: they're like look people are pretty angry and it's not getting better we need to placate them yes. they they also need realistically yeah. need food yeah. so let's lower the grain price and let's see if we can ask a favour um, from the tribunes mm. to just desist for now um, because we've obviously got a situation where it's getting, it's escalating, it's getting out of control. And maybe if we just give it some space and they back down from their position and they've got some food to eat, uh, we might be able to like revisit the whole issue with this Coriolanus or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, because on some level, for from the p- patrician perspective, this is not really an issue. Yeah. Coriolanus hasn't broken a law.
1: Sure. You yeah, know,
0: yeah. there's not really anything in particular that he needs to go on trial to Defend at this point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's more that the threat of violence against his body has meant that he'd rather have everybody talk out their ideas in a public and safe area, yeah. like a trial, so he can then continue to argue that those uh, privileges that the, the plebeians have acquired can be taken off them.
1: Yeah, um, yeah. So he's trying
0: to open up space by arguing for a trial, opening up space to get his own political agenda through, rather than defend himself from any claims of having done something
1: that might have broken any
0: particular sort of law.
1: Well, that's right. I mean, this isn't, I'm not quite after this bit yet, but when eventually, um, you know, the trial talk comes around again in Plutarch's account, Coriolanus essentially asks, um, what would the charges actually be? Yeah. And um, the charge, (laughs) yeah, they come back and say, usurpation. a patient. Now, that's not really what he's been doing. Um, as far as I can see, I mean, yeah, he's being a dick <laughs> and he's being unreasonable, but yeah, it, he's not really trying to like seize control of the state, yep. per se, yeah, which is what I would assume usurpation means. Then, well, yeah, this maybe is, I'm wrong. Well,
0: <laughs> I, I mean, I'll come to that later because yeah. I'm not up to that part in
1: my narrative yeah, yeah, yet. No, fair enough. Well, um, neither okay. am I. Really, I just I was just sort of talking about yeah, the future. I mean, I suppose in a sense because he's trying to take away the control of the. The tribunes, you know, he's yeah, trying, he's yeah. trying
0: to take that he's away. He's trying to usurp the power of yeah, the tribunes I can see out it, of the system entirely, yeah. not for himself necessarily. Exactly,
1: yeah, I can Indirectly. see where they're coming from, but yeah. it's kind of a weird. It chart. is.
0: It is a little bit circular, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but fascinatingly, um, and this is where it becomes a bit of a comedy of errors. Yeah, um, in Dionysius' account, yeah. so the Senate has decided. Uh, look, we'll lower the grain price. Then you know that'll be fine. We'll ask them to like you know just keep cool, eat some food. Um, yeah. you know, don't well, be hangry yeah. Because uh,
1: you <laughs> as know, the his ads tell us, you okay? know,
0: obviously, obviously, everybody gets more mad when they're hungry. Yeah, and you know he's a douche, don't you? you yeah, exactly, oh, yeah, he says these things all the time. Um, but unfortunately, while that's happening, um, the Sicilian tyrant who sold the grain to the Romans, yes, um, has decided that while those ships have sailed away and are parked in the harbour. Uh, Antium, that he's going to then do a pirate raid, Ugh. steal the grain back. Oh, dear. Because <laughs> he's like, you know, I hear there's some chaos up in Rome. Um, <laughs> and so while they're not looking, I think what we're going to do, guys, is, like, take our ships, raid the grain back from the people we just sold it to, and then sell it back to them
1: again. <laughs> there's
0: wily tyrants and pirates. Have a plan, guys. I've got a plan. And so while... He- well, that plan is being executed by the Sicilians. Yeah. The Romans are like, oh, no. Like, that's the grain we're just going to give out really cheaply to the plebeians. This is a disaster. <laughs> make
1: us look like we were full of crap. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and, like, quick, quick, round up as many people as you can. We need a campaign. We've right. got to get the grain back. Okay. Yeah. Oh, Hello. that makes sense.
1: That makes sense. Okay. And that, that does sound more realistic than just deciding to go on campaign just because.
0: Yeah. yeah. And it turns out that, like, you know... Rome doesn't have heaps of forces right now because everybody's, like, hungry and slash unhappy or has been put into an outpost as a colonist somewhere. Yeah. Uh, So (laughs) the consuls both have to go themselves um, with their own private people. Yeah. um, And try and sort this out um, to try and retrieve the grain and the people because the people have also been kidnapped. Yeah, yeah. um, And then come back to the city. So this sort of uh, sense of it being, like, a planned campaign in order to bolster certain things... um, Is interesting, but I'm not sure if it's quite as amusing/slash more realistic that this has crept up on the Romans. And that makes more sense, yeah. (laughs) Well, because in in religion they're they're having a like crisis moment, being like, "And the grain, where did we put the grain? (laughs) Um, um, Where are the boats, guys? Where are the boats? Oh no!"
1: Yeah. Well, basically, my account, after that Antium thing is speedily settled, apparently. Um, the patricians are then like, okay, okay, regroup, guys, regroup. How are we going <laughs> to hang on to Coriolanus? Because I don't think that I don't think that plan worked. <laughs> um, and this is where Appius Claudius, our old friend, oh yeah, it comes back into my narrative, where he's he's super hostile towards the people as well. And he's basically saying, "Guys, this isn't a problem. Just stand your ground, for goodness' sake, you bunch of lilies." <laughs> and, um, because what is wrong with Yeah, he's world. basically saying, similar to what Coriolanus says, the Senate just needs to stand firm. Just you know, this ridiculous, you know, oh my God, the plebeians wondering <laughs> what they're going to think. Just, you know, if you, if you let the plebeians walk all over you like this, you're going to be letting them impose their decisions, and that's not what this is all about. No. Um, whereas the older senators, um, as you've sort of been referring to, um, they seem to be more, more moderate um, class sometimes. Um, they're basically saying, on the other hand, maybe we shouldn't be too harsh to the people. After all, the plebeians just feel like we don't give a crap, mm. which, <laughs> you know. With the way you guys are talking, that's kind of true. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Um, and that's kind of what happens in, in plebeians, account yeah. kind of things. So
0: there seems to be this, almost a conflict within the patrician class Definitely, about what yeah. is the value and the relationship between the patricians and the plebeians. Totally, yeah. Like, how are we best going to resolve this situation? mm yeah. Indeed. And so, we have this sort of moment, um, where the army has been disbanded after that sort of pirate moment. Yeah. like, okay, we're all back in Rome. And Sikinius is like, so it's time for that trial,
1: right? Yeah.
0: <laughs> Enough chit <laughs> chat. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I see we all got distracted, and we've all been waiting very patiently, but, uh... Yeah, and this I, is where, this is where Coriolanus is like, okay,
1: but what are the charges? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I
0: propose a date. Yeah. Um... And so he's like, look, this is going to be great. This is when it's going to be. He starts organizing it off his own
1: bat. (laughs) He's Um, so excited. Yeah, yeah.
0: It's like the trial of is. He sends out all of his messengers to, like, let all the plebeians who are out in the countryside know. And he's like, be here at a certain time. We're going to get to vote on this. It's going to be important. Everyone's going to get a chance to, like, weigh in on this trial. It's It's going to be good, people. And so, like, everybody's, like, coming back into the city being like,
1: so uh, you know it's gonna have a Yeah well Corollinus in Plutarch's account, um, he only agrees to go through with this trial as long as the initial charges of usurpation are not changed. So mm. as long as that's what he's up against. Presumably this is a hint that it's gonna be difficult to prove that you know, he wants to he wanted to actually sort of, you know, usurp the government or whatever. Um and the tribunes insist that the voting for this whole thing takes place according to like, the tribes, not the centuries. So that that way the plebs are Because if you, if you cast your mind back, listeners, to our um, episode on the first census and Servius Tullius and that sort of thing, you might recall that the centuries tend to be stacked in favour of the wealthy in terms of voting. Um, whereas you might have more of a chance if you vote by the tribe. By a tribe, yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, so the tribunes are trying to sort of make sure that <laughs> they're not just going to instantly be our voters. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: Um, so the way in which the vote is conducted is important mm-hmm. and is being argued about. Um, in your narratives, they've got what is the actual charge? Yes. Open to question. Yeah. That's not even touched on at this point in my. Narrative from Dionysius. We're just launching into like everybody talking about the trial. Yeah. Um, because nobody's really settled on what might be happening here. Yeah. Um, Sikinius has intimated. Um, that they're giving, that people will be voting on the liberty and safety of the entire state. Wow. Yeah, that's pretty serious. <laughs> he's made it big. Yeah. Um, and he's also sent out a polite letter uh, to Coriolanus requesting that he attend, if he'd like to <laughs> represent his own perspective on the issue. Uh, and assuring him that he will have all the privileges uh, accorded by the law mm. um, in connection with trials. And one's senses are set up of some kind. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, in the meantime, um, the consuls in the Senate are sort of like, uh, I think we should talk about what's going on here because mm. they're like, oh, maybe we should prevent this trial from happening. Yeah. Because um, they're not really sure what's going on at this point. And so they get together to have a chat about that, and we have a speech from Manukius again. He seems to be a big talker at the moment. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he's like, look. We have to banish sedition from the state. Yeah. That is important. And we have to not engage in any rivalry with the plebeians. Um, So we can't have violent methods. Things have to be just. There must be debate. And importantly, Mm. before the trial happens, the Senate ought to give a preliminary decree... Mm. This is part of traditional senatorial practice. Yeah. So he's kind of arguing like, look, if we have this trial and we don't really know what's going on, guys. Yeah. <laughs> um, what would be good is if the Senate set up everything by saying, Well, as the wise elders of this grand nation, um, we propose this sort of outcome. Right. Um, okay. Yeah. So giving the the Senate a chance to try and influence yeah, the, the, the way that yeah. the trial, the outcome of the trial. Free on all charges. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and he's like, and he sort of says this um, to the Senate and in the presence of the tribunes. And he's like, look, don't abolish this traditional, ancient, and most excellent custom that the Senate has always engaged in. Mm. Um, let us uh, make our preliminary decree Yeah. Um, before the trial begins mm. um so kinney says like this is so boring i cannot even begin to <laughs> um,
1: <laughs> we know what you think <laughs> and he's like
0: he's like no you've got to be kidding um and he's just like forget it you like seriously like no we're having this trial you yeah. don't you don't get to have a decree here this is not a trial that you've proposed this is a this is a tribune trial like it's not it's yeah, different man the people, yeah. yeah yeah this mm. is for the people and only for the people um at that point, all of his Tribune colleagues rush up and are like, it's like, it is. It's like it is. you know get, get, get yourself off stage, let's chat And they're like, oh, like no seriously, like this is how we can do it. Um, let us make a statement first and then let the Senate make their statement. Mm. And so the Senate makes their preliminary statement, but we make the pre, pre-pre-preliminary statement. <laughs> so, you know, so God. so they can come after us. Just get to the trial. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so, and you know, and so they get to have what they want, and they think that's all going to be good, but man, we will talk first. We will so talk first. And we will, <laughs> and we will let any any citizen who wants to talk first, any plebeian who wants to have a say on this trial to speak before the Senate gets to make their preliminary decree. Yeah, yeah. So, they're kind of like, it's like almost like the first filibuster or something. And so oh, no, it's like, <laughs> I'm like, the
1: detail. Oh, the detail. The <laughs> detail.
0: It's intense. Um, and so the tribunes come back and they're like, you know, Manuchias, that's probably a good idea. You should do your ancient senatorial decree preliminary stuff like you always do at trials. Sure, sure, sounds great, you know.
1: know? It's it's so interesting that we do have all these different details because, I mean, Livy is just, like, once again, like, so different to this. I mean, (laughs) we've kind of already talked about what his uh, short account is like before, but it's just the fact that he basically has Coriolanus saying... Hmm, I don't know if the plebeians really have a say over me. I mean, it's all about the, the people. It's not really anything to do with me. Um, and then you've got the patricians trying to stop the plebeians from going to the trial mm. by using their clients. But they couldn't stop that from happening. Um, you know, like, they couldn't stop it entirely, I think, are the exact things. And then you've got, again, the patricians saying, come on, come on, let Coriolanus go. And then you've got Cori- Coriolanus not showing up and the plebeians are unhappy and, yeah. It's just like none of this other stuff. It's, it's really confusing, as I say, to try and sort of put it all together because it just seems so different to this whole situation. Yeah. yeah. We're,
0: we're dealing with like unprecedented levels of people not knowing what should happen or what, how things should unfold. True. And, yeah. and that's partly because Coriolanus has apparently said, well, I'm happy to stand trial, you know, rather than you just all violently throwing me off a rock. Yeah. You know,
1: <laughs> I accept this trial that you yeah. did. First.
0: You're like, how about we talk it out? Yeah. Um, but because he hasn't really necessarily done anything, he's feeling pretty confident that that will be his way out. And then, and then everybody's picking over the possibility of like, well, how does a public trial look if, if it's something that somebody wants, but we don't really know whether they've
1: done anything. Yeah. Um. Well, that's just it. (laughs) Like after, you know, after saying in my, in in my account of Plutarch um, that, you know, they're going to charge him with usurpation and those trials, those charges can't change. Um, very quickly, it's clear that they couldn't prove usurpation, so instead they just like sidetrack and start dwelling on the fact that Coriolanus had made this speech against making grain prices low, that he'd been against the Tribune, you know, the position of tribunes. Um and, you know, it, it very quickly sort of unravels as far as the initial charges were, you know. I can't finish the
0: sentence I was letting you finish I was like ooh this is so suspenseful let me start again they can't
1: they can't follow through and it starts you unravel. so they have to start going down like a side track
0: yeah and it's important because like this is like a space in which Romans are attempting to figure out exactly who they are through the systems that they already possess, but realizing that the systems that they currently have are inadequate for dealing with the kind of disagreements and issues that they're facing yes. as as a group. Exactly. Um, so, in a sense, you can say that this whole sort of mess is if you like, go down the Coriolanian route if you like, and say, well, this mess would never have cropped up if we didn't have the tribunes which is probably true but on the other hand, you now have these tribunes of the plebs and this representation of the plebeian group um, that has to be now dealt with and it's opening up more cans of worms Yeah, because it turns out that these people have been disenfranchised in every which way possible Yeah, and if you continue to attempt to disenfranchise them when they now have a political representative you don't get to do that
1: yeah exactly yeah
0: or at least not as easily as you used to be able to.
1: Yeah, this is true. Exactly. It's not just going to be, you can walk all over them. It's going yeah. to be,
0: you were going to be called yeah. to account, mister. <laughs> <laughs> so we're in uncharted waters and Coriolanus is not happy and the tribunes are not happy and the Senate is not happy and the people are not happy.
1: Oh, Yeah, well, I mean, times. they also start to sort of dwell on in the trial as it goes forward in, in Plutarch's account, they start to dwell on the fact that um, when Coriolanus... You might might not recall this from the previous episode, but Coriolanus had basically gone off um, with his clients and his volunteers on a campaign um, when the people were being difficult. I'll get the grain myself, guys. exactly. Don't you worry about this. I've got this. Um, And he had virtuously not taken any spoils himself, um, but they now come back to this and say, well, you know, that should have been given to the public treasury, and instead you gave it to your soldiers. (laughs) So there. And this is something that sort of Coriolanus wasn't prepared for this. Um, yeah, he thought he was doing the right thing. Exactly, he was doing the yeah.
0: traditional thing and also the very sort of like Roman noble thing to do.
1: Yeah, and, and so Coriolanus sort of is caught off guard and starts sort of talking about how the people who had taken part in the campaign were like so awesome.
0: <laughs> Presumably
1: trying to justify...
0: Why with, they deserve the booty and beauty. not the public. <laughs> yeah, but he's...
1: Uh, you know, and so, yeah, it, it, you can see how this is very quickly got off track from this initial charge of usurpation you know it's it's really just anything that he did that was kind of a, a dick move <laughs> as far as they were concerned they put you on trial for being a douche yeah. <laughs> so, <yeah>. a douche <laughs> <laughs> alright yeah, well I feel like this is a fitting end I do, to our yes, episode yes.
0: what will be the verdict well, against
1: Coriolanus will he manage to worm his way out of this one
0: <laughs> <laughs> Coriolanus he just keeps giving more and more Oh goodness me. I know. I'm very Tune- excited. I'm very excited. <laughs> Tune in next time for more. <laughs>